Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. Welcome. I wanted to talk a little bit about how we have internal assumptions about how the world works and how that that affects us in terms of how we interact with other people. So I've been thinking about this for several weeks at this point, and there's a couple of examples that stand out in my mind. So on Juneteenth, several people in my um, community did a one-day fast because what we really want is we want liberation, that the announcement of liberation for all peoples. And so we were fasting for that, and we had a prayer call. And my friend Janine prayed this really beautiful prayer. So Janine is a retired school teacher, but she's spent part of her summer teaching in an inner city kind of impoverished school in Tennessee. And she said, one of the students, these are all, let's say, five and under, young students. One of the students, she said, watched his dad get shot in front of his eyes in his living room. Another one of his students, she said, mentioned that his dad was going to jail for three weeks. And she said he, he was so casual about it. It was kind of like he was saying, my dad is going to Home Depot. That, that wasn't unusual or embarrassing or shameful. It was just like, oh yeah, this is where he's going. And so my point with that is other people don't think always the way that we think. They have a different set of experience and lifestyle that affects how they view the world, which that seems kind of obvious enough. But then you kind of get a a layer deeper. And I don't know if this has ever bothered you, but I know for me, there were examples in my life where I would think, my goodness, why is it that the African-American community, why do their men just spread their seed around and the women just absorb the seed and have babies out of wedlock? Like this is one of the major indicators and reasons why people don't climb out of poverty. Children out of wedlock is extremely costly for the individual and the society. And these absentee fathers, this is also a tremendous problem. And so I would, I'm not going to say I was judgmental, though that's probably what it was, but just that sense of like, come on people, you could be doing better here. Well, I was horrified really to learn when I was going through Sozo training, which Sozo is a form of healing prayer. It means saved, healed, and delivered in Greek, spelled S-O-Z-O, very lovely training, very effective method of healing prayer. Um, the presenter, Donna Da Silva, at one point said, you know, during the time of enslavement in the, in the United States, they had pens where they would force people to procreate in order to maximize their investment. And if you think about it, (laughs) that's just been passed down. That sense of, we just need to procreate. (laughs) That there is something that was so warped and so broken. And so this is not like a shameful thing just for the African-American community, right? Does that make sense? This is a shame on all of us. Because as a church, we haven't recognized these patterns and we haven't prayed against them. We haven't repented and come to God and said, Lord, how can we be part of the solution here instead of pointing fingers about the problem? And so I'm saying this really out of my own sense of grief and shame. And I'm not trying to 
judge you. It's, it's just like, as a church, we need to be doing better. We need to understand what's actually going on in some of these cases. So I was talking to my mom and dad about this, and they spend some of their life down in Belize. And they, they said, you know, we talk to people at times. Nobody gets married down here. That's really much more the culture of baby mamas. And so we went out for dinner and the, the waiter said, oh yes, I've had five children with five baby mamas. And they were like, but that kind of enslavement wasn't happening here. And so I don't know if this is accurate or not, but instantly what I thought was, well, who knows what kind of odd sexual practices were happening back in the time of the Mayans. That was kind of Mayan territory. And so is there continuing this sort of pattern that was established that continues and is tragic that it affects us today? The sins of the fathers are still being propagated against the children. I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. And so I think there's a part where when you see something in the world that you don't like, that you think that is not godly, then you actually get to pray about it. You actually get to bring change to that situation. And so this is what I'm going to pray for right now. And it's a pretty intense topic, honestly. So, oh, Lord God, I come to you with a broken heart over my own hardness of heart, over my own um, judgments that I've made against your people. Lord, you say that it's the enemy who's the accuser, the brethren, you, Lord, and you created people and you love them. And I don't always have your same heart of love or ever. So I come to you recognizing my own failure in that regard. I come to you recognizing that I did not understand what was at play. And so Lord, I am asking that you would forgive me for my heart attitude. I'm asking that you would forgive me for my apathy, for the ways that I wanted to wash my hands, of some of these things that are more messy and more unpleasant. Lord, I ask that to whatever extent I can repent on behalf of my nation, repent on behalf of my people, Lord, I I just come to you with a heart of repentance and say, Lord, you tell us in 1 Corinthians, no, 1 Chronicles 7, maybe it's 2nd, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, Lord, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive and I will heal their land. And so, Lord, repentance is important and it actually changes things. And so, Lord, I repent on behalf of my nation and I ask, Lord, that you would start storing up these prayers, these prayers of repentance, these prayers for healing. Lord, I thank you for that picture and revelation of the prayers of the saints going up into a bowl until it's time for the angels to dump them out. Lord, that beautiful picture in Revelation 8. And so, Lord, I'm asking that your people would pray and that they would pour out these prayers. Lord, it's not okay that there would be children who think about their dad going to jail as if it's just like going to Home Depot. It's not okay that there would be children whose fathers are murdered in front of their eyes. It's not okay that children grow up without an intact family structure. Lord, these are, these are not the things that are good in our culture, in our nation. 
So I come to you and I ask, Lord, that you would do a work of healing, that you would do a work of mindset shift, that you would bring righteousness and peace. Thank you, Lord. We worship and adore you. Thank you that you promised that you will heal the land. Thank you. You're a good God. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen.